You are listening to Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future with Naomi Brockwell. All right, welcome everyone. We are at Consensus Invest. It's been a pretty exciting morning so far and uh, lots and lots of people here to talk to. So I'm going to go find some people and talk to them. Can we talk to you for a second? So this gentleman here, I'm, I, it's very interesting that you're the first person that I that I found during this live stream. Uh, Kevin Worth, who is the head of CoinDesk, welcome. Hey Naomi, how are you? I am doing really, really great. This conference has been amazing so far. The caliber of speakers, my goodness, the, the conversation so far has been fascinating. Generally, I come at the crypto world from a very non-institutional background, you know, it's a bunch of rowdy libertarians. So this is providing a completely different perspective. How do you feel? Uh, I feel good. Listen, I, the, the whole point of uh, uh, Coindesk doing these events is to facilitate meaningful conversations. And so we picked, uh, unlike our big event that we do in, in May, which you're no part of, which is really which is amazing, which is the, the sort of the big tent for the entire global community. Today is a deep vertical as uh, institutional professional investors are trying to get their heads around crypto digital ass future. Um, so uh, it's, you know, we, we I, I agree. I think we facilitated probably the most relevant conversations with the most relevant people where the narrative is today. So we're, we're uh, honored and happy and thrilled that they were all able to join us. One of the most interesting narratives that I've heard today is uh, people talking in relation to regulation. Um, this has been a year where we've seen a lot more regulation entering the space. Um, people have had their eye on the whole year as the ETFs. And just hearing professionals in the industry talk about whether or not they think it's actually correlated to market movements uh, is, is very, very interesting. And uh, I, I didn't expect. Yeah, yeah. Um, listen, that's been a, you know, um, a, a topic that's been out there for, you know, a while. Uh, folks believe if um, uh, get, I mean, you've heard this narrative, if one does get approved, that creates a lot more liquidity and liquidity is good for the, listen, what, and then we have Jan Van Eck at the end of the day who has the sole application still going. So I don't know, maybe you'll hear something. Because you have that side of thing, and you have people like Caitlin Long who've written yeah. uh, you know, regulation in, in Wyoming, for example, she was one of the people who orchestrated all the wonderful... Our goal is just to facilitate. Uh, we make these invitations to really important people. We're always so honored when they accept them. Uh, it's going pretty well. I, I love the fact that you've got all kinds of different people, that you are facilitating discussions. The panels are not one-sided. You have a lot of people from institutional investment. Then you've got a lot of people from the side of decentralization. And just hearing those conversations, between them has been very interesting. So thank you so much, and, and I'm looking forward to the rest of the day. All right. Thanks for having me. Okay. Let's wander through and, uh, and see if we can find, ah, Chris Zappoid, you may know him. So he's a regular, a regular on my weekly recounting today. Oh, it's been a very um, uh, more official than most of the conferences I go to. I'm usually tired. It's very, very serious. <laughs> Yes, if you're not. I have my serious clothes on. Yes, absolutely. I never have serious clothes on. Well, I haven't put on a suit in a long, long time, so I didn't bother with the tie today, but this is the best I can do right now. But um, it's been very interesting talking to this group of people, and they, everybody here is very care about what's behind it. Most. They, um, well, they're looking for investment tools. They're looking for financial vehicles to their mold. So I think that there is a little bit of translation that has to happen when you explain these products and, and have to explain, like, this is a completely new paradigm. They like, fit into this existing model that you're... Yeah, 
that's what we've been finding as we've been talking to these people that a lot of them are, are they're not even sure how to is that compliance stuff hasn't been done yet. They say any day now and then we'll start what is are trying to make a currency. And that's a lot of the people who got into the space early, they're alternatives for people. They wanted to create tools um, so people had options before. And I think maybe the people later on, they're not thinking in those terms and that's interesting I don't think that's necessarily bad they definitely provide a different um, I, I probably don't agree with a lot of them uh, but it is interesting having all these discussions and having these panels that with these different perspectives and oh so when I think it was Tyrone, um, he he was saying like, listen, I'm an institutional investor, recommend anyone buy an ETF, I would not sell that to my client Partners are probably going to go crazy. I don't have the means to be in control of their money. I mean, there are a lot of people out there who just have terrible, terrible security. I know people who write their passwords on sticky notes and stick it to their computers, you know? And so I feel like I would not trust these people to hold their own Bitcoin. Well, in that case, that's what a old school bank is for. I mean, what banks were a couple hundred years ago were not somebody who loaned out money that wasn't theirs. Not someone who had an infinite credit line to the Federal Reserve. They provided a service. Exactly. I mean, bank run was not a thing until somebody thought, hey, what if I loan out other people's money and don't have all the money that I supposedly have in deposit? What a bank should be is someplace where that holds your money safely at will for you, or you agree with them that you give it to them for a year and then they can loan it out or five years or whatever. That's what a bank really should be. And that's what's going to come back with crypto, I feel. And so there is a role for institutional players who provide these services because not everyone is a security expert. Not everyone really understands the tech. People do want to get involved, though. They're curious. And I wouldn't dissuade them. I would encourage them to learn as much as they can. But honestly, at the end of the day, if you can outsource to a trusted financial advisor, if that's the thing that you usually do, I'm not going to judge people on, on how they make their decisions. Yeah, and there are a few advisors out there that are helping people with crypto right now, like the Liberty Advisor. Of, there, there are lots of them. Yeah, and and they are good to look up and good to help you because they will help you know what to do. They'll help advise you on how much risk you can actually stand to hold in crypto. And a lot of these guys aren't traditionalists, so they can actually help you in ways that will help protect you from what I expect to be a very soon upcoming crash. And so they're very good people to talk to about this. And if they can help you dip a toe into the crypto space that you don't know what to do up until now, then I think that's great and perfect. Yeah, I mean, there were some people earlier in the panels today who were saying that they don't believe that, I mean, they believe that crypto is great because it's not an uncorrelated market. There's no reason why, you know, something that exists entirely out of the financial structure should be correlated. But then that was rebutted, I think, by Ariana, who um, who said, well, actually, of course, it's correlated. If you're an investor who is looking at all these traditional financial tools and then suddenly your money dries up because the market just crashed, the S&P just crashed, the US dollar crashed, whatever, um, then, of course, you're going to be pulling your assets out of the riskiest investments first. Are you going to keep your money in this speculative uh, investment that you don't really understand? It's probably the first thing to go. So maybe that could be a reason why we've had the, the crash at the moment. So uh, it has been interesting just getting their perspective about these market movements in crypto um, and then we can uh, agree or disagree I'll probably go through some of the the videos later and maybe we'll do an analysis and say like 
what, what do we think of this, Chris? <laughs> yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. And, and about those risky assets, just think about before the 2008 crash. Gold actually dropped quite a bit right before the crash for just that reason, where they had margin calls on their traditional markets and they had to pull out of their other liquid market. And you'd think that if the market was going crazy and, and going down, then gold should be going up. But as you said, it's a correlated market because people have got to pull their money out if they, they don't have their money anymore. Exactly. And most people don't leverage into gold so they can pull it out of there to pay for their other places they had to. So I, I feel that the same thing is going to happen with crypto before the next crash. But maybe that's what's happening now. Who knows? <laughs> and uh, we're not really sure, like how long this uh, this market is going to be, how it is. Um, we got to, we chatted to the CEO of Bact this morning, and her husband, who's the um, the chairman of the um, SEC. Uh, no, 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 chairman of the the New York Stock Exchange. Sorry, I don't know why I'm thinking SEC because I'm thinking about who we have uh, later this afternoon. Jay Clayton is coming, so that's going to be interesting. I, I, I would love to chat to that guy. I'm going to see if I can get you guys an interview. We'll see what happens. Uh, if you wanted to walk with me, I'm going to walk through and maybe chat to some more people. I have to be on stage again in 20 minutes because uh, I'm emceeing. So let's walk for a little bit and we'll find some more people. All right, lovely, lovely chat with you, Chris. So this is the food that we get to eat. Got all these different booths here. It's pretty exciting. Maybe I'll go around to Shapeshifts and uh, chat to them for a little bit. See some familiar faces. Oh, Ledger. Oh, they have uh, swag there. Let's have a look at this. So you've got Ledger selling here. What? What? Which models are you selling? Sorry. Which Which models? The Nano S. Sale here. Sorry. I completely wasn't giving in the microphone. Start again. Uh, so we've got the Nano S here. We've got the. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Um, it's the matte black version. This is the classic version doing a Black Friday sale, so $49.99. And then we've got the pizza ledgers for. What is that? Is this what you just purchased? A pizza leg? What is this? We're actually giving them away in a raffle today. But it's to celebrate the anniversary. We made them a couple years ago of uh, the day that gentleman purchased. May 22nd, uh, 2010. Exactly, exactly. So how do I enter this raffle? Because I want to win one of those pizza. Card, or you can, uh, I can give you my business card. You can jot it down. I'm going to take one of your cards too. I want that pizza ledger. Guys, if you want me to win this pizza ledger, then make sure you write lots of comments and tweet at ledger and say that NBTV is awesome and we're going to win and all things. Can I borrow a thingy? All right. Can I write it on one of your cards there? Oh, you already gave it to me. All right. Naomi Rockwell, shall I put my Twitter here? My Twitter handle? Yeah, that works. Or an email would be great, actually. You need to be present. Okay, here it is. Wait, wait, I gotta rub it on my belly for good luck. All right, I'm done. We're gonna win. Hi. All right, thanks for chatting with me. Awesome raffle. I, I really. Does it look like a pizza? Oh, it does look like a pizza. All right, I look forward to winning it. Everyone, wish me luck. We can make this happen. All right, so we've got some more food here. It's very interesting food. Ah. Uh, 
how much time I've got. I've got like, got like 15 minutes before I have to be back on stage. We've got the dining hall. Oh, my God, we've got cakes. Look at this. It's like Mecca. Look at this. All right. I'm going back over here because this is where lead, where um, Shapeshift is. So I'll go say hi. Now grab some cake on the way back. Alpha Point, Digital Asset Custody. Lots of companies through here. Hi, Shapeshift. How are you going? Good. How are you doing? You having fun here? You got lots of little swag. What have we got here? We have pop sockets. We have stickers. Oh, wait, pop sockets? Would you like one? Oh, one of these things you put at the back. Ah, oh, all right. And I'll take one of these. I only come to the conferences for the swag. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Especially in this market. This you got like candies there. Yeah, we have uh, Shapeshift branded M&Ms. And Mentos. Good, man. So, like, I don't know if you guys are licensed to talk about this, but how have you seen Shapeshift change since uh, KYC and the um, the account-based system has been introduced? Ooh, I will definitely get you somebody else who would. Because <laughs> I would better. love to chat about that. Yeah, yeah, we can we can put you in touch with uh, someone who's who's a little more qualified to answer on. Okay, make sure that you uh, you send me questions either here uh, on the the super chat or if you go to bitbacker.io, send me a super chat there and I'll ask Shapeshift your, your questions. Um, so when when can I chat? Today? Or uh, are they around? No, no one's, no one's here mm -hmm. from um, compliance or legal or anything like that, but... Right. Well, I'll be, I'll be in touch. We'll, we'll do this. Maybe uh, we could do a Skype call or something like that, yeah. Awesome. Well, this is looking We're the real... dev department, so... <laughs> We're the swag department, yeah, yeah. Uh, as you see, we have it covered. Uh, you're definitely the fun department. Compliance yeah. is not the fun. It's like the anti-fun department. All right, so uh, this looks awesome. Oh my God, are these glasses cleaners? My glasses are always so, look at this. This is, this is disgusting. They're so, so dirty. Yeah, can I, um, all right, let me. I have something to clean my glasses with. This is the greatest day of my life. Thank you, Shapeshift. Yeah, thank you. All right, we'll chat to you later. All right, we've got a few more minutes. Oh, no, they're taking away the food. I totally forgot to eat lunch. <gasps> Let's chat to this gentleman here. So you just got off a pretty exciting panel there. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah? Yes, it was uh, how large crypto traders trade crypto. Yeah. And what did the large crypto traders uh, have to say? Uh, I feel like it's an interesting topic. It's maybe not as different uh, versus traditional investing as you might think, and also unique in a couple of ways, but it seems like a lot of the infrastructure is already set up, and now it's really almost a waiting game. Liquidity's low, price is low, and institutions just need to get some uh, trust and confidence in the market and a lot of their partners. 
I have a question for you. So I have this theory that um, this year we've seen the most regulation in crypto start to be introduced. This is like people are calling there of the crypto regulation. And it seems to have coincided with the year of the market top as yeah. well. Yep. I mean, I just wonder whether this is related because you see a lot of regulation out there. SEC seems to be changing its mind depending on which chairman you happen to speak to at the time. Um, you have every transaction being taxed, people are not spending because they just don't want to be taxed a boatload of money. Um, so I just wonder whether you think that this regulation in the space that decides to creep in is like could possibly be causing this this downturn in the market. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I heard someone just say that 2017 or 2018 was the year of regulation. I really only think that started like a month or two ago. Um, pretty much like you said, is this the SEC is going to come down on ICOs and these exchanges that trade these tokens. So a lot of them were unregistered securities offerings or they might be deemed securities now. Um, so we really only saw the first wave of actions around that in the last month or two. I think the next, uh, really the first quarter and the rest of the year is going to, uh, we're going to see a lot more SEC action. And then I think on the other side of the regulation front, the, the actual bullish side, everyone's hoping for this ETF. What do you think about that? Do you think that that's going to be a good thing? Do you think it's like not going to, is it going to change the market at all? Yeah, I think it would be a great thing. I'm just not that confident one will get approved in the, the near term. I think the SEC is looking at a lot of these exchanges and the liquidity in the space and they're thinking things like, is this market manipulated? What are these exchanges? Why are they so global? Why are the prices different? Some of them have literally been hacked before. Uh, so when they're looking at the market, it's just really fragmented. Everyone wants this to happen. And we all think it's moving in the right way with this like back exchange, these new regulated exchanges coming. But right now, in my head, it's really like the SEC is probably going to work on cleaning up these illegal securities offerings. They're probably going to deny an ETF in the midterm or at least push it back. Um, but in general, this is all good, right? They're going to clear the path of the scammy, illegal ICOs. They're going to tell us what we need to do or what the market needs to look like for an ETF to get approved. So, I mean, generally, regulation is good. We just need clarity on what to do and how to move forward. But uh, I, I don't really think 2018 is the year of regulation. I more think like Q4 and Q1 in the next six months is going to be much bigger than anything we've seen. Oh, thank you. Um, so, I mean, a lot of people in the space, especially people who've been involved for a long time, they're not interested in regulation. I mean, you, it is interesting that you talk about um, uh, how government and how regulators are looking at this market. It's very fractured, as you said. You had the chairman of the uh, New York Stock Exchange talking this morning saying, like, this price, is it manipulated? We don't even know. Um, but I look at Wall Street and I say, this is 100% manipulated. These guys have a direct line of credit with the Federal Reserve, you know. Um, so I, I mean, I'm not as bullish as you that the regulation is going to help. I think that um, they, they didn't do much with Bernie Madoff uh, to help people. They, like a lot of bad things happen in regulated environments. So like in what ways, like, can we be optimistic that regulation is going to, to like help people? What, what are the things that consumers should be happy about? Right. So SEC is right now like, look, if you want to do um, one of these initial token sales, basically you need to register it with us. So basically they want ICOs to be more or any sort of token sale or crypto project at all be more transparent, you know, give investors more information, register this through the government. Um, you know, essentially just be more compliant and which is will help investors do better analysis to invest in these in the first place. So it's like you're essentially getting the scammers out of the market to make way for legitimate businessmen, which will only help retail. And then obviously on the ETF side, you know, if the SEC is like, hey, we don't like these certain exchanges or these certain practices there, 
um, then that's going to put scrutiny on that exchange to clean up or they're going to get replaced by a better exchange. So in both of these cases, it's like really just clearing the industry of bad actors. I mean, crypto has been the Wild West for 10 years. It's these people that took risks and moved first without really understanding the full regulatory picture that were kind of rewarded. Now some of them have to, you know, kind of pay the price for the mistakes they made. But in general, kind of like I said, I mean, regulation is just really going to help clean up the market. It'll probably be bearish in the meantime as there will be negative actions against people. But in the long term, it's just going to look more mature and like a more sophisticated, trustworthy market. Like I see the SEC ramping up before with Things like Munchie, they kind of gave people a slap on the wrist. And then now they're starting to gear up and people have to pay more and more money. And if you're saying 2019 is the year of regulation, I'm, I'm, I'm terrified. Yeah. I have to agree. I, I mean, I have to admit. There's something interesting. Like the SEC's initial, the first few actions they made, like the Dow report was the first time that they said, like, look, these Dow tokens are securities. They didn't do anything to the founders because that was like their first time that they really said, you know, we understand what's going on. Here's the facts. The recent regulatory actions uh, where there were small fines, they were like, look, we laid out, basically we gave you instruction in the Dow report in mid-2017. If you did an ICO after this, you sort of ignored our warning. So it's like, you know, the longer you go where they're giving you more and more clear, like, don't do this, and then you do it, obviously the fine's going to get worse. Like, they're more sympathetic to the people at the start. And really right now, I think it's good that they haven't done a lot of, you know, huge fines or anything. They're basically saying, like, look, entrepreneurs, approach us so we don't have to come get you. Like, let's let's figure out how to, like, proactively clean up everything going on with your token or offering or whatever. Don't make us come have to find you. Don't try and avoid this. Don't... Uh, basically, the takeaway is just, you know, let's let's turn crypto into like a real trustworthy marketplace so other people can actually trade this. And then there's always that uh, issue within the crypto market. I, I think that we're going to see a sharp division. I think we're going to see an area of crypto that is going to be regulated. Um, people might feel more secure if they're, they're used to traditional financial instruments. But then you'll have an area that is going to be very opaque and is going to be kind of driven underground. And, and we're going to have to see how that battle sort of plays out. I have to head, head off. We've got to go downstairs to, or upstairs, or I lost track of everything uh, to get back on stage. But wonderful chatting with you. And I pronounced your last name correctly on stage. Sunabur, right? Perfect. Thank you so much. <laughs> right, well, thank you so much for chatting with me. But guys, this has been wonderful. I have to go back up on stage now and uh, MC the conference today. But I'm going to keep you updated on everything going on. As I said, SEC Chairman Jay Clayton is going to be here uh, later today. So really excited to uh, hear what he has to say. As you know, there's been a lot of dispute, depending on which SEC chairman you, you speak to, about how they feel about cryptocurrency, how they feel about ICOs and things. So I'm very interested to see what, what Jay has to say. And um, I'll see if I can get an interview with him. Stay tuned and uh, I'll let you know what goes there goes on there. But thank you so much for tuning in and I will chat to you guys later. Have a wonderful day. For extra material and any links mentioned in this podcast, please visit naomibrockwell.com. If you'd like to watch the video version, please visit Naomi Brockwell TV on YouTube, BitChute or DTube. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Bitcoin, Blockchain and the Technologies of Our Future.